The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. We have beheld Christ's glory, glory as the only Son from the Father. To us a child is born, to us a son is given. In the word of the life of the light of all Let us pray. Almighty God, you have filled us with the new light of the word who became flesh and lived among us. Let the light of our faith shine in all we do. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
a reading from Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
from Micah. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. If the Assyrians come into our land and tread upon our soil, we will raise against them seven shepherds and eight installed as rulers.
reading from Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
reading from Luke. In those days, a decree went out from, from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. There were shepherds living in the fields, 
keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. 
But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it has been told to them.
reading from Hebrews. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his wonderful, powerful word. When he made, had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs.
from the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, on Christmas, we adults are made to be like children once again. And we're made to be like children not only in nostalgia, and warm feelings, and receiving, and giving gifts, and feasting, and singing familiar carols, watching familiar movies, but we're made like children once again in the faith. The celebration of Christmas requires us to return to school every year to learn the same lesson every year. What we learn at Christmas is all that we might assume to be true as rational thinking clever adults is not as it seems. And instead the truth is much more wonderful and much more mysterious than we could ever come to through our own reasoning. And what we learn at Christmas is that God's glory is not what we want to believe it is. What does God's glory look like? How do we identify it? Part of our nature only wants to find the glory of God in power, prosperity, and prestige. The Gospel of John, which we just read, tells us that when Christ came to his own people, his own people did not accept him. They had a different idea of what God's glory was going to look like. They wanted their idea of a savior. They wanted a soldier, a king, a warrior, a great high priest. They wanted a savior to come grant their political ambitions and to confirm them in whatever power they had. They wanted a Messiah who would come and tell them how wonderful they were and how terrible everyone else was. But Christmas teaches us that we will not find God's glory in those kinds of false hopes and fantasies. Instead, on Christmas, we identify God's glory in something else. We identify God's glory in a helpless baby placed in a dirty manger. We find that God's glory is seen in one who gives himself to be cared for by a poor peasant girl from rural Nazareth. We learn that God's glory is known first to common, blue-collar, run-of-the-mill shepherds. 
not to priests, not to scholars, not to kings, but men working in the pastures. And we find out that a carpenter named Joseph with calloused hands, who does not even have the connections or the money to secure a room for his pregnant wife, is called to be the guardian of God's glory. Would we identify any of those things as glory? Would we find God in any of that? Most certainly not. Because if you and I were in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, we would have not recognized God's glory being nursed and tended to by young Mary. We would have perhaps felt pity for the young family in a hard situation, or worse, we would have likely ignored them altogether. But this is what Christmas teaches us. Left to our own, we know nothing about God's glory. We look for it in all the wrong places. We look for God's glory in the things that the world values, in health and wealth and prosperity. We look for glory and power and acclaim, but that's not where God shows us his glory. And so at Christmas, we begin to see the most important truth, the truth that will unfold throughout the Gospels. The truth is that God has come into this world to save sinners. God has sent his son to meet us, to identify with us, and to redeem us. And the gospel message on Christmas is simply that. That God has come to us, not because he despises us, who we are, but because he wants to claim us as his own. And so in the body of his son, God bears all your flesh and blood. In the body of the baby in Bethlehem, all of your sins, all of your worries, all of your temptations are being forgiven and healed. And for this reason, Christ comes as a lowly child in the manger, because he identifies with you. Christ has come for sinners like you and me. We are not the powerful of this world. We're not the holy ones. We're not royalty. We are not the people who have our lives perfectly squared together. Instead, we are like the shepherds. We're like Mary and Joseph because we are the people who desperately need God. We need a savior who not only understands our temptations and sins, but a savior who can bear them for us. And so Christ is born for sinners like you. He shows up where sinners know they have no hope of knowing God's glory on their own, knowing that they will never reach God through their own efforts. God comes to them in the incarnation of his word. And this is what Christmas teaches us over and over. We look in the manger and we find God's glory. We look in the manger, we see his glory. What we see is the one for whom and by whom all things were created. And we see a helpless baby, a baby who has come to suffer for us. And when we look in the manger, we see God. We see God who has come for us. The infant child in the manger in Bethlehem stretches out both arms to us. And with one hand, he embraces sinners. And in the other hand, we can already begin to see the blood from the nails, which he will endure on the cross for us. And the manger and the cross and the gospels are always connected. We looked at a dirty feed box for animals, 
and we look to a cruel instrument of torture and execution, and at first we're going to see what the world sees, and that is things that should be despised. There's no glory in a manger. There's no glory in a cross. There's no power. There's no prestige. But the celebration of Christmas reminds us to look again with the eyes of faith. Because in the manger and on the cross, we have seen God's glory. The glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And this beautiful, joyous night is a true celebration of that grace and truth. The word, the light, the life became human in order to take on our sin, to take on our death, and to take on all the darkness that surrounds us and to defeat it. That's what he did for us. He took on our sins, our death. He submitted to the consequences of them. He bore them on himself, and they did not defeat him. He overcame them because he is the truth, the light, and the life. And the gospel tells us that Christ became one of us to make us like him. John says, to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God, who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. Because Christ has become a man, you are made a child of God. You share in his light and in his life. You yourself bear the word inside of you. And so Christmas is nothing short of this truth, that Christ has been born for you. He became a human to suffer and die for you. And on this night, Christ was born to bring you eternal life. He was born in the darkness of this night so that you will forever walk in light. He was born so that you may know the true glory of God. Amen.
Let us pray. Son of God, light of the world, fill us with your never-ending radiance. Illumine our lives so that we may be a light in this world as we ever walk in your sight. Amen.
Lord, you have blessed us with your love. And may we sing with all creation tonight your songs of praise, our joy of the world. You may extinguish your candles. Glory to God in the highest. Blessed are you, Prince of Peace. You rule the earth with truth and justice. Blessed are you, Son of Mary. You share our humanity. Blessed are you, Son of God. You dwell among us as the Word made flesh. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now, Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.
peace, Christ is born this day for you. Thanks be to God.